it's a Friday night. It's my night at the week, my only night this weekend where I'm not on fan duty overnight. I bought two because I definitely knew I would need two, and then one's a backup. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency bed. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, hi listeners, and welcome to episode 68 of the Picky Bastards podcast, better known as the Mercury Prize 2023 special episode. Uh, we do one of these each year because we're all Mercury obsessed, um, and I'll tell you a bit more about it in a minute, but first of all, I have the normal bastards with me. I always call you the normal bastards when we've got a guest. Um, hi Sam, how are you? Good. Uh, that's to the point. How are you, Mark? Yeah, I'm Good. <laughs> Feeling very normal. Very normal. We've got a lot to get through today, so we're we're going to be blunt and to the point at the start. We're also here with fellow picky bastard Tom, who just reminded me it's his third time on the podcast, so I don't need to give you much of an introduction. But it is his first time doing a Mercury episode, and it's first it's his first time since Sam joined. Well, the first time you've both been on together, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's the arguments commence. I was going to say, let's see what arguments we can start. We were out at the weekend and Sam told me that he felt him and Tom had the most aligned music taste of all of us. So we'll I see if had had a lot happens. to drink, so maybe that doesn't bode well for how accurate that was. But... <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. Famous exactly. last words. Yeah. Well, the way today is gonna work is we have four questions, uh, which we'll do in a bit of a round robin. Um and we'll all get a chance to answer them. We'll all get ninety seconds. You'll hear some obnoxious timers if anyone goes over that time. Um, the four questions are, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? What was your favorite discovery from the shortlist? And what would be the most upsetting winner? Um, and we'll all talk about the albums in between and we'll make sure we cover every album. So we might just chat about some of them at the end. So the 12 albums on the Mercury Prize shortlist this, this time, if you don't know, are The Car by Arctic Monkeys, Where I'm Meant to Be by Ezra Collective, Jay Hoos with Beautiful and Brutal Yard, Jesse Ware with that, exclamation mark, feels, exclamation mark, good, exclamation mark. Um, Jockstrap with I Love You, Jennifer B. Lancome with False Lancome. Loyal Khan with Hugo. UFO by Olivia Dean. My 20th First Century Blues by Ray. Nymph by Shy Girl. Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers. And Fred again, dot, 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 Actual Life Free. So there's the 12. We will talk about all of them, but we're going to jump straight into some questions. Tom, you'll be answering this one first, and you'll have 90 seconds. Sam, you're going to do the timer, right? Yeah, I'm ready. So who do you want to win, Tom, and why? Okay. Um, The act I want to win, or the album I want to win, is That Exclamation Mark Feels Good Exclamation Mark by Jesse Ware. Um, I didn't think we had to say the exclamation marks, but now you said it, Fran. Um, You do now. Um, so yeah I listened to this album once like the week that it came out and I just kind of thought yeah it's kind of average um I don't need to listen to this again I thought it was kind of like a, a kind of average like pastiche of disco music from the 70s so yeah wasn't really that bothered about it but revisiting it for the podcast I've realized that it's actually a really excellent record um I, I think there's there's almost like a kind of timeless classy quality to Jessie Ware's music so um I think she's like as capable like cranking up the tempo for like really like out and out dance songs like you got Freak Me Now which is my favorite song on the album Uh, or like pop music like Pearls 
but she's as comfortable doing that as she's like turning it right down for slower songs like Lightning or Hello Love. And I think I probably overlooked it because it's e- I think it's easy to take someone who's been so consistent for such a long time for granted. So I think she she has like more than a decade now of like really well crafted albums. Um, and for that reason, as well as, you know, the album, which I think is one of the best albums on the list, I don't think it's head and shoulders above the rest, but I do think it is. Oh, I've run out of time. Oh. Yeah, I'd like to see a win in summary. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you got through you got through a fair bit. Fair enough. I just said at the start that I didn't think we'd get through all of the albums in the questions, and that was one of the ones I didn't think we would, so I'm already wrong. Um, let's go to Sam, 90 seconds. Yeah, so in simplest terms, Hugo is the best album on this shortlist, and I think one of the best hip-hop records of the last decade. Um, wow. I think we've talked a lot about Loyal Corner in the past on the podcast, on the site, and I think the step up that he's made on this album for me is feels like he's finally become the artist he was always meant to be. Um, I think songs like Hate, Nobody Knows, Speed of Plight, Blood on My Nights, Plastic, HGU, like literally every track. These, song, this, these songs have really stayed with me since the first time I heard this album. Um, it's so honest It's every lyric is so perfectly placed but I think it's the production that really and the way that the songs are constructed that that make this feel like such a monumental record and for me so far ahead of anything else on this shortlist um, I think the bold moments build to this matter of fact closing conversation with his dad that if you've heard the previous albums you never would have imagined that he could have such a kind of pointless conversation with his dad like that um and i think that's a really powerful moment and it kind of shows what the magic of this album is um i think he is the obvious favorite um and to me no british artist deserves this trophy more than him this year um yeah i beat the whistle finally didn't because you ruined it by saying i beat the whistle so yeah i could see it it hadn't come on yet (laughs) fair enough Okay, Matt, on to you. Um, so my pick for what I want to win is Jockstrap with I Love You, Jennifer B. Um, so this was one of those albums I didn't actually listen to when it came out, and it was in some best of lists, and I gave it a try in January. Um, and of those that had been kind of hanging around that I hadn't got around to, this has really... It really stood out to me. And the past six months, it's probably been my most listened to album. And it probably doesn't come as a surprise with a lot of the albums that I uh, talk about and I really like because it it has a lot of those similar vibes. um, It's fun, it's quirky, it's weirdly esoteric. It still maintains that kind of catchiness and relative accessibility, though. and I think that's really reflected across the, the whole album and the way it's, it's structured. You can have a really like pretty light acoustic moment in songs like What's It All About, um, which then gives away to um, Concrete Over Water, which is, has all these weird discordant breakdowns within it. And it's almost confusing to listen to. Um, I mean, I think it makes sense. I, I only read this yesterday that... Um, 
she's from Black Country New Road, and they're obviously a band that uh, I and a lot of us also really, really like. So it makes sense that there's, um, yeah. It makes sense, basically. <laughs> That's all you've got to say is that it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Okay, fair enough. Interesting. We're all different so far. Yeah. Okay, tell me when to go, Sam. Go whenever you want. Go now. Okay, well, well, I think you all know my answer to this already, and, and I really did want to pick something else if I could, because it isn't like me to pick the older established act as the one I want to win the Mercury Prize. But for me this year, there isn't a better or more deserving album on this list than The Car by the Arctic Monkeys. Ooh. And I think the reason I think it differs from <laughs> things like Noel Gallagher that's been shortlisted in, in, in recent years is that this is a band doing something new and different and I think and creating a new sound for themselves. Um, I spent a lot of time listening to all of their albums again recently. Um, Sam and Matt will be happy to hear that it's for a why I love playlist I'm preparing. Um, but I think what I've realized doing that is that they, they, they've been moving towards this sound since Suck It and See. And I think this is the music that they want to be making. And finally, they're doing it really well. And I think particularly the opening runner songs from Mirable to Body Paint, I think they're just so engaging. I think lyrically, they're fantastic. I think it's some of the best writing of Alex Turner's career. I do think the album dips slightly in the second half until the perfect until the close of Perfect Sense, which is incredible as well. But I think it dips from such a great opening run that it still makes it easily the best album on this list. Um, so I want them to win because I think this is a big achievement at this stage of the career because I think they'd be a deserved second time winner and because it it might be well it's their second best album I want to say it might be the best but it's not as good as the debut um, and actually it's probably my most listened to album of the last year um, and I think I might even choose it as my album of the year from last year if I went back so yeah up the Arctic Monkeys wow okay four different ones should That's we good. go through should we go through in order? Like I can, I can talk about Jesse, where, yeah. and I, I feel like it's a pretty good time to just get some controversy immediately. <laughs> um, look, you'll know from when Sam did a, a why I love on Jesse that I was I was largely pleasantly surprised with the music and actually quite liked some of it. So when I saw a name on the shortlist, I was optimistic that I'd like the the pop album on the shortlist um, for once. And, and and the first three songs are relatively inoffensive. So I did feel, okay, this might be all right. But from Hello Love onwards, this is some of the most annoying music I've listened to in the in the past year. <laughs> I think it's really, really, really bad at times, this album. I think the chorus of Begin Again is really grating. I think Beautiful People is an embarrassing song. I think the delivery on it is horrible. I think it's like someone at a hen weekend on karaoke. And I think the lyrics are just stupid. Shake the Bottle might be the worst track on this whole playlist. Um, and I just really don't understand the way she delivers her vocals on a lot of this album. We know how well she can sing. We've all heard it. And she just, I don't know, she sounds like she's on EastEnders doing some sort of talent show. I don't, I don't get it. Um, so sorry, Tom. I, I think there are three albums on this list that would be a contender for the worst ever Mercury winner. And, and this is one of them. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, some, some immediate disagreement there. Um, I don't know if you want to come back at me, Tom, or if Sam or Matt can talk about Jesse at the minute. But I, I'll talk about Jesse because obviously I have history you do. disagreeing with you <laughs> on Jesse. Yeah. Um, but like I've written the first thing I, I wrote in my notes about Jesse's album for the Mercury Prize is that I need to be careful to not sound too negative about this album because I do genuinely love this record. At least you can I, think after me, I think it's probably going to be 
my most played album on the shortlist, maybe most played album of this year by the end of the year. Um, wow. I think you, I can't believe you said Begin Again is bad. I, I think that's probably the best song she's ever done. Um, I think, of course, if it's horrible. I think it's it's her finest moment. It's transcendent and powerful. It, it's this, it brings that soulful, the soulful vocals that I kind of have missed over the recent more dancey era. Um, it brings them to the forefront. It feels like to me the culmination of like a whole the whole growth of her career. But then on the flip side of that, I do think that this album has some of the worst songs of her career as well. I think I don't I'm not a big fan of Beautiful People. I do think Shake the Bottle is the worst song she's ever released. Oh, it's bad. It's um, bad. <laughs> and I, I think it's because for me, they feel really beneath her. They feel kind of cheap and I, a little bit naff. And I I don't understand how the same artist that's produced four really great albums that have really defined a lot of my love of like music over the last 10 years um, can release something like that. But I think I was very down on the album when it came out because of those low moments. But I think the rest of it is really good. I think the rest of it is really consistent. And I while it probably is maybe my least favorite album she's released. I think there's enough really high moments for this to be brilliant. Um, Free Yourself is amazing. Freak Me Now is amazing. I love Hello Love. Lightning is great. Um, I think the my problem with why I don't feel like this should win, I, I would love Jessie to win the Mercury Prize, but she absolutely should have been nominated for her previous album, What's Your Pleasure?, um, and I feel like this is kind of a, after being snubbed, she's been nominated this time. Um, mm. I, this is just nowhere near as good as that album was. Um, and that whole era of tracks, um, even as someone who loves this album and has listened to this way more than anything else on this playlist and will love this going forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to sound negative because yeah, I knew well, of it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You sound, Sam. You sound balanced. I, yeah. I, I can balance, but wrong. Talk about it. Um, Go, Matt. I think it. I think it's. It's a good for me. It's a, like a, it's a good time album. Um, it's easy to put on. I think Fran has very discerning taste, obviously, but I think most people <laughs> wouldn't be super offended if you put it on. <laughs> um, and like it's a kind of album that's especially with people who aren't like really into music you put it on and they'll be like bopping along yeah, but um, this is the mercury prize inoffensive yeah. for people who don't no. like music so, um, but it is it is <laughs> considering it has that like 70s yeah the disco stuff and like the speak singing kind of way of delivering it is it is very of this moment right even though it's a callback um, that said, I I I I quite enjoyed listening to this album. I think, like, for, for yourself, is uh, I don't think anyone's spoken about, but it's obviously a, a massive, massive hit, um, and is just a banger. And then I actually wrote down "Beautiful People" as one of the songs I really liked because I really like the cowbell. Oh, God, <laughs> sums it up. Doesn't it? You love a cowbell. Right. Let's yeah, move on. So... From, let's move on from Jesse. Unless Tom, Tom, <laughs> anything you want to add? Do you want to? Um, all I'll say is um, Shake the Bottle and Beautiful People are very good songs. You're both wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. And it it's very 
it's very Roisin Murphy vibes, so I'm not surprised you don't like also it. Also terrible, because um, <laughs> she is a backing singer on some of uh, Think's first song. Um, oh God! And one one more thing that the Mercury, <laughs> the Mercury, all, half the time it does just compensate for failing to give the right award in previous years. So that's me yeah. slagging off the prize. Um, but you know, different opinions are available. But you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Tom, can you talk about Loyal Kana at the minute? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, go on. Um, I mean, this isn't going to be me going against Sam's uh, assertion that we have the same taste, maybe. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I can't see how anyone can be um, passionate about Loyal Kana's music. Like, I've previously <laughs> been a little I'm bit critical <laughs> Because, like... I enjoyed some of his tunes on his first album, but I do find his music very middle of the road. Like, I find it's like almost like someone imitating rap music instead of like actually creating something urgent, which is what the the genre is is all about. Yes. But I, however, I do actually quite like this album. Um, I think the it is definitely his album that I've liked the most. Um, I think the production and sound is probably the best thing about it. Like, I looked at the credits. There's there's like a Mad Lib beat on it. And there's a production from Quez, who I'm a big fan of as well. Um, and I think Georgetown is a, a really great track mm. um, with the John Agard um, poem, uh, where we're reading out the poem. Um, so I think, yeah, his rapping's good. And some of the songs that you pointed out, Sam, hate Blood of My Nikes, they, they actually pack a punch for a change, unlike a lot of his other, other music. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think the storytelling is pretty good on those. So it is actually a thumbs up for me, even if we've been okay. critical about it previously. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no way, nowhere near as much of a fan as so no, I think some of you are. Fully one over. Matt? Um, yeah, I like, I don't, didn't love this. I wanted to like it more, but it, it, it didn't feel like it completely clicked for me. Um, I think it, it is a very nice heady counterbalance to like the other like hip hop pick in the list, which we'll get to later. But I don't know. I like I'd listen to it, and it it feels like it sh- it should just gel into and like work for me. But I found I've clicked with his previous albums a lot more and been been enjoying those a lot more. And so I don't know what it is. And um, that said, there's a bunch of really good tracks on here. And um, it's just it as a whole. I wasn't like going back to the beginning. Like I need to I need to listen to this again. Um, fair, fair. But yeah, he's he's yeah. obviously incredibly talented and a great artist. I just yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I can talk about loyal as well. Um, it's not the answer to any of my other questions. I, I'm really happy to see him shortlisted with this. And I was actually really glad to get some time with the album again because I gave it a really, I reviewed it on the site and it was really positive, but it didn't stick with me in the way that the previous two did actually. Um, but then going back to it, I was reminded what a great impactful album it is. Uh, I think the first, his debut would always be my favourite. I totally disagree with with Tom's view on, on that album, but that's fine. I've just savaged uh, Jesse Ware. So. Um, but then I, I, even though I, his debut might be my favorite. I do think this is a step forward for him in terms of his career. I think it's his most intense and accomplished album. And I think he's finally really talking about what he wants to talk about. I think the stories about his struggle with his mixed heritage, obviously they do really resonate with me. And there's a line when he talks about his child having blue eyes and wondering whether they will understand him and his identity as they grow up. And and that really is my situation. I've got a very blue eyed daughter and I've got very brown eyes. Um, 
and it's it's amazing to hear someone rapping about that because I don't think these I, I don't think mixed race identities get discussed a lot in music. Um, I don't think the feelings that come with being mixed race get discussed in society or or in music. So it's really nice to have an album built around that. Um, and I think he has some of his best flows and and verses here as well. I totally understand actually, Tom and other people's perspective of of this being a more powerful album because I think his flows angrier. It's more enthralling, and I think it shows more sides to him. So yeah, I think it'd be a great winner. Um, and it blows the other hip hop entry out of the out of the water. I'm just going to say that now. We'll get to that later, but it's it's a lot better than that. Um, so yeah, I I think he is probably the favorite, and I think he might well win. But often the favorite doesn't win, so we'll see. Um, Jockstrap, Sam. Yeah, no? I can, yeah, I can talk about that. I can talk about Jockstrap. This was a close second for my biggest discovery on the shortlist. Um, okay. Because I I really love this album, um, and I didn't give it anywhere near enough time last year when when people were recommending it, um, so I'm really glad that I've spent the time with it because this is like unhinged. This album, it's mm. it's like it's so chaotic, it's so thrilling on every listen. Um, there's no album that I can think of that sounded like this over the last twelve months. So to have that be represented on this list is amazing and it, i feel like it makes it stand out really big really really well on the shortlist as well mm-hmm. um i just love the jerky construction of the songs on like jennifer b or concrete over water this this the second half of the album kind of goes in even more crazy spaces and weird genres um i, I yeah I, I think it's a really really brilliant engaging album um, and I think it would be an amazing winner, to be mm. honest. I think it would be a really interesting winner to have as as a kind of really different album that doesn't sound like anything else that maybe isn't going to like revolutionize the industry in terms of everything will sound like this, but I feel <laughs> like is a great representation of some of the music that's happening in, in the country right now. And mm. um, so, yeah, big fan. Yeah. I'll jump in on it. I, I, I think um, similar. I'm not going to say loads. Um, I reviewed this when it came out. I really love this album. It's my second favorite on the list. I think probably the most impressive thing to me about it is we talk a lot about genre blending on this podcast, but usually it just means putting some new metal and some rap with some pop. I've never heard an album that's fat, folk, dance and alternative R&B thrown together. And yet I think it's her performance that really makes it work. I love it. I think it's probably a bit too weird to win the prize. I don't think it'll win but I'd love to see it win. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, that's me. Tom, do you want to, can you add anything on Jockstrap at the minute? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, yeah, I, I, in the interest of time, I won't repeat everything that you've all just said, but I totally agree. This was a, a very close second to, for my nomination of who I want to win this prize. Um, I, I Just my uh, career-long appreciation of Jesse Ware won out in the end. Um, I just decided to be wrong <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> hey, I mean, the, the variation, the variation uh, adds to the podcast. I'm sure. Listeners yeah. Will confirm. Um, but yeah, um, I I nominated this in our article that we put on the website pickybees.com mm. for any listeners out there. Um, you did. You uh, did. For who would nom- who would nominate if we pick the list? And uh, that's the first time in five years that my nomination hey. has actually been nominated. So well done, uh, Tom. Well, good yeah. job. But um, I nominated yeah. Arctics, and that was nominated. I think it might be the first time for me as well. Nice, so, <sighs> impressive. But, yeah, well, really good album. Um, would would like to see it win, but um, don't think it will. No. Okay. Well, I feel like um, my 
answer Arctic's. I don't think I'm guessing that neither Sam or Matt will be able to talk about it now because it might be an answer to a later question. It um, is. Am I wrong? I'm not, with I'm not. I'm not speaking about this now. Okay, Tom, can you talk about Arctic's at the minute? I presume you can. Uh, I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just gonna probably reiterate a lot of things that you've said, Fran. Um, yeah. I mean. I think we all know I'm I'm a lifelong fan of Arctic Monkeys. Um, I've written a couple of articles for the website about how I'm firmly in the camp that the uh, the post, what will be known as the post 2018 shift in direction, is a very good thing for the band. Um, so it's probably like no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. No, I really really like this album. I think Alex Turner, like like you, friend, he's one of my favourite songwriters, and um, I think the first half of this album is pretty much flawless um mm. i i can think i can sense the gasps from sam and matt there <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think yeah i'm not as keen on the second half but i do love um, yeah. big ideas and mr schwartz in particular they're all great they're, they're all great, great. they're just not as good as the first half yeah he's a great great songwriter and i'm I, really I like tempted that. tom that for me and you to just sing jet, jet skis on the moat for the rest of this podcast <laughs> oh God, i'm gonna hear yeah. delete <laughs> do that i, yeah. Yeah. I want to hear that version maybe it'll be better. <laughs> it might be better than his singer <laughs> anyway let's save that for later yeah they didn't play um, that song when when i went to see him live uh, a couple of months ago they didn't play jet skis yeah. on the moat and i was very but disappointed but yeah, I just one last thought on this album. I, I actually don't think it should win this award because I, with the Mercury winners, I like to see, yeah, I like to see people who, who haven't won the yeah. award. Um, I and, agree. To a, yeah, sorry. To a part, but it's hard because it's like, it is the best album. Anyway, let's yeah. move on to the next question. Sam, we're going to come to you first. Okay. I'm sure we'll argue more about Arctics later, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, who do you think will win? And you've got 90 seconds, Sam. Yeah, so like Loyal should walk this prize, mm-hmm. but for me, there's there's kind of a the prospect of like another bold hip hop soul influenced accessible personal record from like a London artist winning for the fourth year in a row. I just don't see it. And I actually feel like a few of us said this last year with Sims. Um I don't think I did, but I think this year Fred again is gonna end up taking the prize um i think dance music has had a really rough time with the mercury prize and seeing like an electronic record like this back on the shortlist is really good to see um and but i think what puts this ahead of just just putting a dance record on for just just to do that is that for me like th- there's no music in the last 12 months that's been as joyous and euphoric as the stuff on actual life three I think Delilah pulled me out of this is the dance record of the last 12 months. It's inescapable. The energy and emotion of that song is unmatched. And I feel like as a whole album through his kind of like series of releases over the last few years as a format and style, he's really honed on this album and created this captured the energy of British dance music right now. And it's, it's that the song near the end, Clara, the night is dark. That's the peak for me. That so emotional and poignant that song um yeah right you're done okay thank you sam matt on to you yeah and i 100 agree with sam i think it's gonna be fred again Um, and i this is it's weird i just this has been an album that or an artist that over the past 12 months people keep talking to me about 
even if they're not music people and they talk about how have you listened to Fred again? I'm like, initially I was like, I don't know, who is this guy? Fred. It's such a <laughs> it's such a stupid name for his artist. <laughs> but uh like this album specifically, it it is a really interesting album. Um I think there is some clear standout tracks. Uh, Delilah, which Sam mentioned, I have literally the same word. It is euphoric to listen to. Um, I do think the album could do with maybe trimming down a few songs. I think the the Berwin feature I was kind of looking forward to, and then actually the, and uh, I forget who else was on there. There was a couple of other artists that I was interested in, and they're just barely feature. It's more like an interstitial song. Um, and I think... That's and something I also felt with his music is sometimes it lacks a little charisma and it's leaning a little bit more on the features to actually bring that out of the, the music itself. But as an album as a whole, I, I, it's a pretty enjoyable dance electronic album. And like Sam says, it's would you one. So I, I think I think well, this could be it. Oh, nicely timed. Okay, on to me. Are you ready for me, Sam? Go for it. Okay. So, yeah, unlike the last couple of years, I don't think there is an obvious standout that seems destined to win it. Um, or even the last like last time there was Little Sims looked destined and maybe self-esteem could snatch it. I don't even think there's that second one that might snatch it. I, I think the field is so open this time. And I think that when that happens, the Mercury tends to go with the safest, least controversial winner. And I think that this year that is messy by Olivia Dean. I think it might well win. Um, I think me saying it's safe and uncontroversial isn't me saying it's bad, though. Um, you heard on the episode last time, I quite like it. Um, I think it's the most quintessential, obvious Mercury album, and I, I think it's one of them that nobody would be su- surprised by. I do think it's got stuff to say, but like without being too political or, or overly powerful, I think it deals with mental health, feminism, race, but not in a shouty way. It's sort of safe and comfortable. Um I wouldn't be blown away with it as a winner. I, I think it's probably about halfway down my list of, of favourites on this this list. But then I wouldn't be too upset either. Um, I do think, I think there's four ones that really have a chance this year. I think they're Loyal Carner, Ray, Young, Fa- Young Fathers or Olivia Dean. But I think this being the safest option slight, slightly tips the scales on it for me and I think it might well win. So yeah, that's me. Okay, so we just have Tom left. The win, Tom. Yeah. Um, I think Jesse Ware is going to win this award, which I've already spoken about. Are you just going to answer uh, that for every question? Uh, I've only two, only two of the four. Carry on. Um, Take you nine but, seconds. Nine seconds. But, yeah, I mean, I've already said a lot about what I think of the album, but I think the Mercury Prize tends to, like I said before, it tends to almost like compensate sometimes for not awarding an artist um, the prize when they probably should have won it. So they did this with James Blake uh, with uh, Overgrown. Like that album is nothing special. It's got like two great songs, but the rest of it isn't anything special. And I think they belatedly realized that, you know, they they could have given him it for his first album. And I think they've done it. You could argue they did it with the Little Sims album, but there really wasn't much else decent on the playlist last year. Um, So I think as a whether they should or not um i think they should but whether they should or not um for a career of a, of, a, of consistently good albums i think they'll, they'll give it to jesse Ware. and as i said before i i'll be very happy if that happens even if <laughs> a few other people would fucking hell 
I fucking hope not. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So we have answers. Uh, I just want to call up Tom on the, there was nothing else special on the playlist. Actually, there was self-esteem. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so Fred again. Tom, can you talk about Fred again? I can't talk about Fred again yet, no. Me neither. Um, we <laughs> talk about Olivia Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we talked about Olivia Dean last time, so should we just let Sam and, and Matt quickly just say the same yeah, as last time? Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> it's not really been long enough to change an opinion. Um, I still like going back to this album, which is positive, I feel like. After two months, I'm not like... Oh, again, I'm having to listen to this. Um, I really don't think this has a chance. Um, and she is like the lowest on the odds. Okay. So far be- behind everyone else. So if you if you think she's gonna win, Fran, go put a bet on now because you'll yeah, get great you'll get great money back. <laughs> yeah, bet on today. <laughs> on Olivia Dean. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so, so yeah, I, while I, was looking I at the odds. It's still a great album. Um, it, it's probably in the middle of the pack for me. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't think it's incredible. But yeah, that's good. what I'm saying. It's the safest option. Anyway, um, yeah. it does. It does feel very safe. It's very BBC, which fits with the but brand. It, of but would Mercury. Loyal not be a safer winner in terms of that kind of vibe and that kind of winner? In the same way that Arlo Park's winning, I don't. I would say she had more going for her as a favourite than yeah. maybe Olivia Dean does. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I just I think there's something about the it being such a even playing field this year that just makes me think they'll yeah they'll go with something that's Very not that split. impactful. Um, yeah, yeah because she, it's like well, which one should win it? We'll go with that. So that's just why I think that really. She'll also get the benefit of it being her first like proper release, yeah. which yeah, I yeah. think often She's gets not a, been nominated like, a before. bonus. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think she'll win though. It's like compared to some of the like the similar genre artists that have been nominated in the past, I don't think she stands really in comparison to them. Thinking I like think George Smith could, could be or, the first year where we're all wrong on this question, personally. Yeah. Um, Tom's definitely wrong. But anyway, Tom, what do you think of Olivia Dean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree that I, I can't see this one winning. Um, I agree with your theory that they often do, in years like this, give it to someone who feels very safe. And I do think Loyal Garner would fit that bill. Um, but yeah, with this album, um, Holly, my girlfriend, like walked into the room the other day when I was listening to it, and she said, this is nice, who's this? And I think that kind of sums up the album. Like, it's nice. <laughs> It's not exceptional, but it's solid. Mm. Like sim- similarly to some of you, I was ready to be like, "Oh, here's like really bland, like middle of the road, like BBC sound of endorsed artist." But actually, she's got like a really great voice. Like some of the songs have like really nice arrangements. Um, put, I've written down "Ladies' Room" and "No Man." They're probably my favourite songs on on this. Like I think the strings at the end of "No Man" really nice production there. Um, but then there's some songs like Danger and Everybody's Crazy, which just feel like they feel like stock versions of songs that you get on these kind of albums. Um, so wasn't so keen on those. But 
Um, it closes with a song called Carmen, which is a tribute to a grandmother. And I think that's that's a really nice song. Like it's a really nice, nice close of like bass tribute to her journey. I think uh, mm. migrating from the, the Caribbean to the UK. I think it's Caribbean. Um, so yeah, I was I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I thought I'd really not like this album, but it, it is probably towards the bottom of my list. Like, a, um, you know, it's, it's nice it's enough, but I don't, I don't think it should win. Fair. Okay. That's where we don't need to speak about Jesse Ware again. We've definitely spoken about Jesse Ware enough. Um, so on to the next question, which was, what was your favorite discovery? Matt, we're kicking off with yeah. you this time. Uh, my favorite discovery was Ray with My 21st Century Blues. And so I, I thought this was a great album. I thought it was packed with fun songs with plenty of variety. And um, I think she has a great delivery specifically. The way she has this very, um, I think like weighty and powerful voice, but she meters it out very carefully and can slip quite easily from, from those big moments into kind of this more talk rapping style and then casually slip back into this very uh, big voice. Is it, she made it sound kind of effortless. Um, she has songs which talk about very like real shit and... Um, but they still maintain the catchiness and it's things like hard out here. It's talking about being a young woman of color, um, but still maintaining this really kind of catchy chorus and with this really rhythmic way of singing. I think that I often really got repeat her delivery is like really, really what I appreciate most about the album. Um, but she also, yeah, like she can do both this uh, songs like Black Massacre you lean into this more electronic style, um, but then she also can do this very more traditional R&B and soul songs. Um, so yeah, I think she's got, she's got a lot going, and she's already like feels like the final final product essentially. And um, I've had yeah. I think the title Black Massacre has a very different meaning to the actual title Black Mascara, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He was he was under pressure in 90 seconds. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Very different. <laughs> on, to, on to me. Um, That's awesome. Are you ready for you? Okay, so, yeah, well, I need to start my answer to what my favourite discovery was with a couple of caveats. And one is that it's not really a new discovery for me. And if the you second say Arctic, is that, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. The second is that as a whole album, I think it's a mixed bag. But when Where I'm Meant to Be by Ezra Collective is good, it's really good. I would just say those moments are far too rare for me to say that the album's above average. I think the tracks with Sampa the Great and Koji Radical are excellent. And I think there are some moments throughout which are really enjoyable, really energetic, they show a lot of skill. Um it's just a shame they have some terrible moments on the album as well, like Smile, the really weird interpretation of an old song really sticks out. And I also knew seven of this short list already. And as we'll discover throughout this podcast, none of the ones that I didn't know could ever be described as a favorite discovery. So this kind of took it by default, to be honest. Um, and that's all I have to say about it. So not, not a ringing endorsement, but the best of the new ones to me. Okay, so on to Tom. You've got 90 seconds, mate. What was your favourite discovery? Cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Matt on this one. Um, Ray, my 21st century blues. Nice. Um, I think like discoveries are often discoveries because they subvert expectations and this isn't any different. 
Like um, I was aware of Ray's backstory with the troubles she had with her label before she released this album, uh, because I read Sam's review on our website. Um, but the the album art for this album, I said this to Sam the other day. I think it's terrible. Like it's just like really dated, um, and that's also got there's full stops next to every song title, which I mean, yeah, have me fearing the worst. But a lot of things uh, Matt said, totally agree with. I think it's a really solid record. I think her voice is tremendous. Like she's got so much versatility in the way she uses it, like for for power, like on a high screen man, like in the chorus of that, which is like quite a powerful song. And then she can rap with it um, and use use it for spoken word. So that's great. And um, like Sam, I think, was perplexed the other day when I said I hadn't previously heard Escapism, which uh, was a UK number one and has 92 million views on YouTube. But I genuinely hadn't heard it. So that was a nice discovery in this song because it's an absolute banger. Um, so, yeah, yeah, really like this. I'm really surprised I liked it so much. But, um, yeah, um, I was impressed with this album. Okay, thank you, Tom. Sam, it can't be Ray because you already know it. So, what's yours? Yeah, so I, I mean, I've written hardly a discovery as as well, um, but because all of the brand new artists, we'd already really like covered them on the podcast. But I, I've gone for Young Fathers, Heavy Heavy, um, because this was the first time I was really able to dive into the album. I had listened to it, but. Um, for me, this is instantly their most accessible album. Um, I, I always, I, I've always feel like I'm supposed to like Young Fathers more than I do, um, and it's never to say that I've not enjoyed the records and that they're objectively great or worthy of winning the Mercury. But f- for me, this is the first that I've re- has really hooked on to me, and I've been able to really kind of feel like something when I really like really get into it i think the energy on tracks like drum and rice geronimo it's just infectious and the the way that they use the dynamics and the the different musical influences is so effortless and easy to enjoy on this album there's there's a lot to unpack there's there's lots but i feel like the album gives back as much as you give to it um I, i feel like this I, I'm I'm so glad they're on this list because it feels like this is the f- first time I've finally like understood Young Fathers um in their entirety as an artist and not just as like a critical fave that I'm supposed to like. Um, yeah, I really really love this album. Wow, wasn't expecting that. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up because Sam was so enthusiastic about Young Fathers. I'm gonna switch up what I've been doing all night, and we won't stop. We won't go in order. We'll talk about Young Fathers. Um, Matt. Can you talk about it? Yeah, yeah. I love these guys, and I'm a big fan of them in general. And I think this they delivered on this album. I think it's it's a it's a great album. I'm still in the camp of I think for me, Coco Sugar is my favorite, but this is still uncompromisingly them. They have maybe some of the most distinctive sound um, as a band, and that persists. And I do agree with Sam. This is maybe their most accessible. Um, they still have that kind of relentless driving beats and like weird wandering paths within their songs um, and big big payoffs and builds uh, throughout. I, for me, I, I don't know what it is, why this album didn't uh, maybe go from being great to being their best. It's just a bit of magic missing, but it, um, I think it's a, 
yeah, I spent some time trying to figure out what it is that that is not quite there for me, but I I, I can't put my finger on it. And it's it yeah. I'm gonna say it is magic. Okay. <laughs> I'll jump in because I, I feel like I yeah. can sort of answer that question a little bit. Um yeah. and I and I apologize to anyone who read my review because I'm pretty much gonna repeat I reviewed a lot of these albums. This is a really good album on the surface, and I'm a big Young Fathers fan. And I think songs like I Saw, Sink or Swim, Shoot Me Down, I saw them live on this tour and it was great. But I also, I do find this album a little bit hard to get excited about. And I think it's partly because they've always done something really new with their new album. And this to me just felt like Cocoa Sugar 2, really. Um, I think with such a long gap between their albums, I hoped it was going to be a bit more daring and a bit more experimental. Um, but it's almost like for someone who doesn't know the Young Fathers and how changeable they are, I think this is the album they'd expect. Um, which has made I've not listened to it as much as I thought I would when I knew it was coming out. And I picked it on our end of year list as my most anticipated album of the year, and I will be surprised if it ends up making my top twenty. But but that said, it, it is much much better than it, at least half of this list. It's in my top five. Um, I can see it winning, and I'd be really happy to see them be a second time winner. Um, but I think it'd be a bit like last year if they won. I think it would be the right artist, but the wrong album. Um, but yeah, it's still very good. It's just not as good as I hoped. What about you, Tom? Can you talk about Young Fathers now? Yeah, I can talk about them. Um, yeah, so Sam, Sam said, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to like Young Fathers more than I do. And that's kind of how I feel about the band as well. Like, I, I know uh, you, Fran, and Matt, you you're big fans of them and I know a couple of other people who really like them as well and like I, I like some of their songs but I do find their style which is very like multi-genre like a lot of um, just stuff they, they throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks and I think that doesn't often make for albums which are like really compelling to me so I thought this was a case on Dead, the album that won the Mercury Prize back in um, 2014. Uh, that was the first album I'd heard by them. Um, and this is like nearly a decade later, but it's still kind of the same for me. Like the, the stuff that does stick, like uh, Geronimo, and I think you mentioned I Saw, that's a great song as well. Um, th- like that, Those songs are great. Like they're kind of haunting and they're, they're really like kind of effective in the way they kind of play with different uh instruments and genres but i don't find the album like compelling all the way through like towards the end like the last three songs or so just every time i listen to it they kind of just pass without me even noticing them um so yeah they're they're a band which i think would be enjoyable for me it's like a a playlist of their best songs but as uh, like albums i don't haven't loved an album yet so I, i like this but i didn't i didn't love it Okay, so that's that's Young Fathers. Um, some differing views there. So let's move on to mine then. What what did people think of Ezra Collective? Um, let's stick with you, Tom, if you can. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So want to put aside my cynicism that this was this is yet another nomination from the kind of inner circle of the Mercury Prize, the the kind of Giles Peterson, Six Music endorsed new jazz artists like Nubai Garcia, Moses Boyd, Seed, Seed Ensemble, who've all been nominated in in previous years i want to put aside that cynicism because um, some of those albums i do like um this one is also enjo- like very enjoyable um i mean it has it does have this whole like surface level like good vibes theme like uh there's 
a couple of interludes which basically just say, oh, isn't music great? And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> we don't need to include that. Um, but yeah, I mean, each each time I put this on, I, I found it very easy to listen to. Um, I think some of these musicians play on some of those other artists' albums who were mentioned. Um, and I always kind of find find they've got a real gift for like rhythm and, and hooks. So the, the songs are very catchy, very easy to listen to. Even the longer ones are easy to listen to. So um, I don't think it's remarkable enough to win the prize. Um, I mm. don't think I could recall an actual song, but I, as a whole, I enjoyed it. So uh, I'm glad it got nominated and I'm, I'm glad I listened to it. Okay, Sam? Yeah, um, we, we could joke about like it being like how revolutionary with the, like a jazz record that features previous Mercury nominees on random tracks. Um, but for me, in general, this album just doesn't do enough to warrant its place here. I think all of those artists that everyone else has mentioned, I think like, and as well, like Sons of Kemet and even like the comet is coming and the, the people that have been on this list before their albums have been interesting. This is just so not interesting. It just happens. It feels like the guests appear and they don't really know why they're there. Those weird interludes just don't work at all. I, I think the standout moments are always like, Oh, Koji radical being Koji radical. It's like, but why would I listen to this album? There's no, the rest of it is just so such a non-event and it's like you've missed out on so many albums that should be nominated for this prize for a non-event this isn't pushing jazz music forward it's not there's no way someone could tell me that it is um so yeah it's just not it didn't grab me at all no. I mean, it says something that I entirely agree with you and I chose it as my best discovery, doesn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> Matt? I, I I agree more with Tom. I I really enjoyed this generally. I, I thought, I really enjoyed the features. Anytime Sampa's on a song, that's a hit for me. But also Koje and Now, I also thought were really interesting. Um. I do think it was a little bit different to some of the the jazz picks you you picked because it has more of a almost like a Afro Caribbean style as opposed to um, uh, some of the others uh, that have, have been in the past. The way the tr- the trumpets are being played and um, there was like scar like moments as well. And um, yeah, I have a I have a Cuban jazz record which I sometimes put on, and it, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, that sounds um, great, but it's yeah, and it, it's yeah, it is great, and but it's like from the fifties, and so it was nice to like hear some of those sounds in like a more modern jazz background. Um, that said, I I do agree, it's like it's 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 not a winner, but I I, I think it probably has enough in it to warrant its place. Um, I would drop other albums out of the list before I drop this one for sure. Um, so yeah, okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on to Ray, and I'm going to kick off because I feel like this is the opinion that might get me sacked in trouble. Um, it's <laughs> definitely my most controversial opinion. I fucking hated this album. Um, everything about it really grates on me. I hate the way she raps. I hate the way she sings. I don't like her lyrics. Um, it, this album just really does my head in. I really struggle to listen to it as a whole thing. Uh, and when, when I do listen to it as a whole thing, you can hear she's singing about some 
very important subjects in a very forthright way. But but there's something about the album that feels so inauthentic to me. I think some of the ways she presents things and some of the lyrical choices she makes just it feels quite fake. I feel like there's this sheen of cool over everything. Like it's like someone trying really hard to be cool and it just takes away any ability for I have to connect with it emotionally. I think Mary Jane really sums up my feelings. It's just this like look at me, I smoke weed song. It just really grates on me. And she sounds really whiny. Um and I have problems with her voice throughout. The tone of her rapping on the frill is gone is so irritating. I think the one time when the emotion actually comes through and feels genuine is Ice Cream Man. But even then, I don't like that song. I don't like the way it sounds. Um, <laughs> I could keep mentioning songs that annoy me, but I won't. Other than say, is is that song about the environment? Is that a Bon Iver sample? I or thought it was... Does it just um, sound like Bon Iver? Like, is it I, thought, like, I thought it was Oh Superman by Laurie Anderson. I thought it was oh. that. It, it sounds like Bon Iver and... And it's really annoying. It's so it's the height of the awfulness of this album. Um, so yeah, the reason this isn't my most upsetting winner is because I can see some merits to it. I can see some attempts to be interesting and some things that are important. And there are three albums on this list. One that um, Tom picked as the the best that have no redeeming features, but I do not like the Ray album. Um, wow. Sorry, at all. Who who chose this one? That's their favorite discovery, Matt and Tom. Me. Yeah. So, so I haven't, I haven't spoken about it. Yet, spoke right? about it. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you dis- disagreed because I wrote that I thought I would be the only one to enjoy this. So I'm actually really pleasantly surprised that both Matt and Tom have got a lot from this because th- this is one of my most played albums of the year so far. I, I reviewed it. I was, I was really excited about it. I've, I've been to see her on this tour. She was really good. Um, and I think it, the the context of of kind of being signed to a major label for seven years, being told you're not allowed to release an album until you have a viral hit, but then that actually happening when she finally goes uh, completely independent and releases her own album, like is kind of like a great irony. And I feel like that actually she would be my second most likely winner. Um, mm. because I feel like she's got a lot of industry support and the, the people who are voting for this prize are in the industry, um, whether or not we, we like to think of that. I, I feel like it, that context does add a lot of weight to this being a winner. Um, I, I think the opening run of, of songs are, are amazing on this. I think Black Mascara is is incredible. Um, Hard Out Here is, is seething. Ice Cream Man is so emotional and so, like, so like powerful in the way she she sings about like literally a, a very specific instance of sexual assault and i think escapism is deservedly one of the best mainstream songs of the year i, th- I think it's probably like my favorite one of my favorite like number one singles this year i think it's I remember in- incredible I cannot believe you guys. Can't. Have you been online? Has any have any been online? <laughs> Obviously like, not. I'd never heard of it. You've never heard that song at double yeah. speed because it was huge all over the internet. Like what? huge in Stockport. In Stockport. Um, yeah, but to me, she's like an artist. She's proven time and time again that she can write great hooks. But this feels like she's been able to get rid of all of the generic shit that she's had to do, like some of the really bad 
dance records that she's had to feature on and all of this stuff, she's been able to really hone in on the stuff she likes and the genre she wants to do. And I feel like that's why as a debut album, it works amazingly well, even though it's so far into someone's career, it's like a reset. Um, I think this would probably actually be my main favorite to win, but I, I, and probably one of my favorite albums on the whole list it, but I feel like it loses itself near the end. I, I think that environmental anxiety song, I, I'm not a huge fan. I think Body Dysmorphia and Five Star Hotels kind of get a bit lost in in what they're trying to do after such a stellar opening. So I, I feel like the first like eight songs of this album are incredible. And then the net, the last half of it just sort of loses its way a bit. But I, I think she could easily win this prize. Um, I think she could win. Would be I, think a des- win. I think she'd be a deserving winner uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, let's just say at this point that three of you are wrong and one of us are right. And let's move on to the final question. That's <sighs> me first. So what would be the most upsetting winner? Are you, are you ready for me, Sam? Always. So I've got to tell a bit of a story to, to kick this off. So when I was a kid living with my family, me and my sisters, we had quite a lot of musical taste in common. So like we all liked Michael Jackson. We all liked Bob Marley. We all liked Tracy Chapman, even Guns N' Roses for a while. I don't know why, but we were all into Guns N' Roses. And so they, my sisters shared a bedroom, which was right above the living room. And most of the time, I quite liked hearing their music come through the ceiling. But they both went through this awful stage where they listened to a load of bullshit. And there was a type of music that they listened to that always made me want to run out of the house. That music sounded exactly like this Fred Again bullshit album. Um, it's an album that sounds exactly like my sister's worst musical taste from the early 90s, and it's been shortlisted for the Mercury Prize. I don't really know what to say about that, other than you lot have been banging on about the need for more electronic music on the shortlist. Uh, you need to be careful what you wish for, because this is what you get. It's sappy lyrics, repetitive, boring tunes, awful features, and 13 songs that sound the same. I, I assumed I wouldn't like Fred again because of his shit name and the three full stops on the end of it but this is way worse than I expected. It's everything that makes me say I don't like electronic music. It isn't fun. It isn't adventurous. None of it means anything. There must have been better electronic albums out there. And just as an aside, Matt mentioned Berwin earlier. Why does he write such bad features? There's actually a line on his song where he says, I love you more than every Rizzler I have licked in my life. I mean, I just want to say, fuck that lyric, fuck this album, and Fred again can fuck off, and I'm out. (laughs) That's where well, I land. Tom, we're on to you, mate. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't know how I could follow that, but I have the same answer, and it's the Fred Again album. Correct. Correct. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it as much as you do, <laughs> but um, I think I don't think there's anything too offensive about this album. But there's nothing exciting about it either. Like I, I agree, it's it's a collection of fairly middling house beats with some sampled voice notes from some fairly well-known singers that he happens to be friends with, um, which doesn't make for interesting music. Um, it feels like he's going for like the subtle production style of someone like Jamie XX, but he he falls way short of the the detail in in his music. Um, and people, yeah, people have been going mad for this guy. Um, and I have enjoyed a couple of his songs in the past. There's one with the Blessed Madonna. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but that's really good. But this album was just so unremarkable, and it's not worthy of the award, in my opinion. Um, 
And I think his his name's only got two full stops on the end, isn't it? I don't, I don't know why it's only yeah, it's even worse because it should be yeah. free because that's an ellipsis. Two's not even a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm an English lit graduate um, getting angry here, but <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I um I certainly thought it wasn't the it was the least good album on this list. Agreed. Okay, and now now Sam and Matt can agree. Do you just want to talk at the same time? Oh, Sam, Sam, do you want to go first? I, I'm, I need to go first. Yeah, I just need, I need to get this out of my system. You've got ninety seconds. Okay, go. Um, okay, so the car isn't the worst album on the shortlist. I don't, I don't think. As in my least favorite, it's not the, even the worst Mercury Prize nominated Arctic Monkeys album. But I cannot, and I will not understand anybody who says this should be celebrated or compared to the career and industry defining records elsewhere on the shortlist. Uh, I always hear the music is really lush and vibrant and it's interesting. And it's like, but as if this doesn't just sound like every prog rock record from decades ago, it's not relevant or current or future facing or any of this stuff. Alex is a dynamic frontman on stage. His persona kind of works on the record. He's so irritating and obnoxious. And the main problem is he cannot sing on this album. He cannot sing these songs. Whenever he goes for those high notes, I cringe so much and wonder, if is it meant to be shit? Is, is it meant to be intentionally a bit shit? Because if so, it achieves it. it. Yes, this is actually a step up from the dreary Tranquility album. Yes, the string sections are often very nice. But if you, if you play me a song called Sculptures of Anything Goes again and tell me it's anything but pretentious nonsense sung in a parody voice, I won't listen to your opinions again. That's fine. You don't have to. You like Fred again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt? Guess what? It's Arctic yeah. Monkeys with the car. Sure. Um, I was just like, I wrote down a checklist of like, what is this album about? Like, should it be nominated? And I'm just like, are they doing something particularly innovative? No. Like, this is, like Sam says, it's prog rocky, alt rocky, lounge rocky vibe, but it's not anything combined in an interesting way. And he's been doing that kind of on the fringe with Last of the Shadow Puppets anyway for a while. And I was like, are they doing something innovative with their their specific sound? Nope. It's just a slight expansion on the prior album. Maybe it's an unrepresented genre. Nope. There's tons of like folks that are making good alt rock uh, music at the moment. There's tons. And it's not close to being as good as what everyone else is making. Is it even their best album? No. Then why is it nominated? It's it's like, what are the criteria for this award? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> is that you? That's me. Look, while I was listening to you both talk about Arctic Monkeys, I was like, let's not even talk about anything because there's no point. But I just want to say, if they win, which they won't, but if they do, I, I'm going to just love love it. I'm going to love it. It makes me want them to win. But you're not, just... like, objectively, <laughs> from, like, of the prize and, like, mm. do you would you actually want them to win? Because yeah, surely all that does is it goes, okay, there's no point this being a way to find new music of all of this stuff elsewhere. And yeah, but it's, when has it last been a, a way to find new music? Because it's, it's not definitely me. not going to be about like the best album because it's, it, it's clearly not. And I don't even think that, that I don't. Yeah, but I, then there are people who think it clearly is as well. That's, well you know, I'm just, I get, I'm so baffled it, it with people me, talking about There isn't another it. album as good as it on the, on the, on the list. Not even, not even close. So it's, it's just so far behind anything 
that they've they, 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 the whole the last two albums have been so far behind anything they've done previous. No, that's wrong though. And that, I the, don't the whole, that, that... I, every every description that I hear of this album just it goes against what it actually sounds like. It's like people aren't actually. Am I listening to the wrong album? Like, I mean, I pressed... just to, to counter that point, that, that for me, I haven't really liked an album by them. Like, really loved an album by them since the second album. So it's it's not me being an Arctic Monkeys fanboy. Being a, I've I've always liked songs on the albums, but this album has made me fall in love with this band again. So I obviously have the total different opinion to you on that. That it's so far again, it's a lot better than any of the other albums, other than the first one for me. So I think we'll just have to agree to disagree, won't we? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not agreeing with you about anything, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not happening. Anyway, we we need to be speedy people now. And that's our yeah. four questions. We've got three of them. Let's not argue anymore. We're obviously all right and all wrong in equal measure. Let's just <laughs> say that. We've got three albums left, and I'm just going to go through them in the order that they are on my list. Um, who wants to talk about Jay, Jay Huss? Jay Huss first? I, I can talk about Jay Huss. Go. Um, I, th- I think it's a bit long is going to be an obvious statement with this album um i i think i'm actually quite disappointed that it is long because i do think that this is probably the first time i've probably enjoyed more of a j-hus album um i think there's more to enjoy on this one than either of his previous albums um i've never really gelled with those ones but i i found this kind of found a groove with me um I, I I think that when he collaborates with like international artists, I I kind of like that, especially when it's like from like Jamaica or Nigeria, like Popcorn and Burner Boy. I, I feel like he feels at home, um, which I think is why maybe the music resonated a bit more. Um, even I like the Drake song, which I oh people weren't. Um, I think like the <laughs> the song with uh, Georgia Smith. I think it's called Nice Body. I, I think I think that's a standout. Um, but the pro- its main problem is just that this is just a, like a vibes album. Like it doesn't really—it's not saying anything. It's not doing anything. It's not pushing a genre forward. It's just kind of good vibes, which that's not going to win the Mercury Prize or be deserving of it. Um, but yeah, I didn't—I didn't hate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did hate it, so I'll go in. Um, I think the Mercury Prize should be a bit embarrassed shortlisting this album. Um, I think there's so so much of it is just about the size of a woman's arse. <laughs> and there's a song when he actually uses the term, I've got a long Johnson. I mean, he chooses the word Johnson. This is a, a young rapper <laughs> using the word Johnson. Um, I, I, I just thought there's, there's a verse on that Drake song where he spends about five, I think it's Drake who, who actually has this verse. But he's talking about how he isn't controlling, how he wants his woman to have friends and socialize. And then he finishes it with, your backside is so fit, it opens eyes. I mean, what is that? Um, I feel like this album is just people saying, I'm a toxic man and I love it. And and I, I, I feel like some of the feminist artists on this list might be really disappointed to be um, nominated alongside it. So yeah, I, I, I thought it was horrible. Um, the second worst album. And also I just found it really bland. So yeah, I didn't like this one. Um, I'm out. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in now. Matt, well, you go, you go. Yeah, because I have a very similar viewpoint. I, I, 
I didn't really get this album. I thought it was maybe the worst hip hop album that really I've heard on the Mercury in a, mm. maybe Agreed. ever, but in a long time at least. It's definitely the worst album on the list. Um, it's just crude in a way that just and like doesn't feel great. Like I'm not a prude, but like the yeah. way he brags about sex in a way that is just not. It's just so juvenile. It feels like a 15 year old talking to his friends about sex. I'm just like, <laughs> cool, mate. <laughs> Good for you. Thumbs up. Um, it's like there's catchy moments, and he he can obviously rap and stuff. Like there's redeeming qualities within it, but overall, as an album, it's just not enough. I don't think, and it's yeah, and it's too long. So yeah, really long for what it is. Yeah. Tom, did you love it? Um, I. I, I'm I'm more on Sam's Sam's camp than uh, you and uh, than Fran and Matt. Um, I like Jayhus, you know. I think he has I think he has this kind of playful, effortless flow, which makes his songs really easy to listen to. And you know, all I totally agree with the uh, juvenile nature of his his bars. But I think the way something about the playful nature of the way he carries it, it just it just I don't mind it. I think he's here for a, he's here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> and the uh, the beats and like dance hall, the the kind of soundtrack is music, a uh, uh, tailor made for a party. But I mean, it's so long, it's so long. Each time mm. after about twelve songs, I was like, oh, it's it's still going. And I looked at the track list, and I was like, there's there's seven more songs. Like how? <laughs> um, but this is actually this is his second nomination for this prize. He got nominated in twenty seventeen for his first album. So the judges are are okay with it, and uh, I, you know I'm uh, you know I, I like him, but I don't think they should win the the award. It's about it's actually about halfway down my list. Uh, I don't know whether him or Loyal are higher. There we go. Uh, wow, I would actually say though that I I didn't mind the the one that got nominated previously. Um, I didn't think it was quite as horribly offensive. Um, but while we're on it, I'll I'll start us on on Lancome, which is my next one. So we've covered this already. I'm not I'm not going to say a lot. I'm just really happy to see it on the list. Um, I think you know you guys always moan about the lack of electronic albums on the list, but to see a a folk album nominated is something I've been going on about for a while as well. And and I think it's um it's got such a traditional a through line, traditional folk through line that it's really exciting to see it on there. But it wouldn't have made it if it was just traditional it's also experimental original fresh um i think it deserves its place on the list it's not my f- personal favorite album i prefer the jockstrap loyal and arctics but i'd be really happy if this won i think it'd be amazing to see this kind of album win and i think it would be the most uh sort of out there winner in quite a long time um so yeah let's let's go to sam and, and matt one of you because we've already, we've already talked about yeah it. i i won't i won't talk for long because my opinion kind of hasn't really changed um going back i enjoy i i went back with the context of like talking to you on the podcast last time of like maybe i missed mm. something and i don't think i did um <laughs> this it's probably my least favorite on the shortlist but that doesn't mean that wow. i don't think that i think that's more just my own personal like i wouldn't mm. listen to this um, whereas I would rather they won over quite a few of the artists on the list um, because I think it would be an interesting winner. I think it's as a genre, like you say. So um, I'm glad that they're 
that they're on here for that reason, but I'm glad I don't have to listen to this again because this <laughs> is this is long. This is the longest on the thing. Yeah, I'm going to do it as my wire love on the next episode. Is that all right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I I I'm still like this. I think it's a worthy inclusion, and um, yeah, it's it's a bit long. But it was probably of the ones we've revisited. It's the one I probably got the most from revisiting it. And okay. there were more songs that I was like, "Oh, actually, I really enjoy this song." I think "New York Trader" stood out a bit more to me. I do wish it didn't sound like it was mixed in a way that someone was playing on the other side of a bar around the corner, <laughs> um, and that I was, yeah, like. It it does feel, but it, I guess it does give the feeling that it's like a live feeling. But it it's so unclean that it's it is that not just that you're live, but you're hidden somewhere. Um, mm. But yeah, definitely worth a listen if you haven't haven't done before. Okay, so Tom, how did you find it? Yeah, so so first time around, I I, I looked at the description and thought. Ugh. Irish folk, <laughs> and uh, I listened to the first song, Go, Go Dig My Grave. Quite liked that, but I struggled to get through the rest because it's, yeah, like you all said, it's so long and it's, you know, very distinctive. But on repeat listens, it actually like began to really work for me. Um, I liked the way it took its time to build atmosphere. Like I actually appreciated the, well, aspects of the length of it in the end. Um, I actually thought the sound design and detail was really impressive. Um, like it has these like creaks and echoes which mm. surround the songs, which make them they made it feel really immersive for me. Like, um, yeah, I didn't even mind that there was a what sounded like a traditional Irish music instrumental as the fourth song on the album, um, which is six minutes long. And I was just like, wow, that's bold sticking this in there. But um, uh, I think that kind of the inclusion of those kind of songs. Like the is it fugue like the the instrumentals which mm. appear at various points in the album, by including them in the runtime, it, it allows the more um, lyrical acoustic songs to breathe and might have more impact. So, yeah, I was quite surprised how much I enjoyed this by the end. Um, it, it's it's far from my favourite on the list, but um, yeah, I, I certainly got something out of it. Nice. I didn't expect that. Um... Good to hear. Okay, so we've only got one album left, and I think it, to me, it makes a lot of sense that it's the last one that we talk about. So it'll probably win like Wolf Alice did a few years ago. But um, <laughs> Tom, you're a fan of the Shy Girl album, right? Do you want to do you want to kick us off? I, I certainly am. Um, yeah. yeah, I I listened to your end of year podcast last year, mm. uh, which you covered this album, on, and it got quite a lukewarm reception. I think Sam maybe was slightly positive about it, but generally didn't get a great reception so i kind of thought after listening to that because i i nominated it as one of my monthly highlights i think towards the end of last year and i thought maybe i misjudged this album like <laughs> maybe i noticed it what, twice i think but yeah um so i revisited it and i can confirm that i was absolutely right the first time it's even better than i remember <laughs> um yeah i mean i think I, i'm really into this kind of music like this kind of club inflected r&b and pop music so i saw kalela in manchester last week um and i think this has a kind of similar appeal to that it has some of the same producers that i think kalela's early stuff had uh, or someone like azealia banks who i'm also a big fan of um 
I think the lyrics are gloriously filthy. Um, the beats are really good. Like, there's loads of great producers on this album, um, including Arca and some lesser lesser known ones. Um, and she's like just commands every beat on every song. It's a really short album, but it's it's just every song just really catchy. Really liked it. It's probably my third favorite album on this list. Um, and I'd love it to win the prize because it's just, I think this is two out there for the Mercury. I can't believe it's actually nominated, but um, mm-hmm. I and I actually forgot about this when we wrote our, our article. It probably would have been my second selection on that. But um, yeah, it, I thought it was an absolute joy to revisit and I expect you all to think the same when you uh, revisit. <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't going to go next, but Tom's kind of segued into what I've got to say quite well actually because I I did it did grow on me what wow um I liked it quite a bit more than I did um on the end of year podcast and I was really harsh on it then um yeah. I do think that my some of my criticism still stands I do think there's some really bad songs um and yeah coochie Nike and I, I know you might say they're gloriously filthy but they're also they're a bit Jay who's fucking juvenile 15 year old um but then i think because i focused so much on them tracks then i missed that actually woe's a really good song fireflies a really good song poison's pretty decent um so yeah my opinion improved uh, but i do still think it's kind of pretty weak and uninspiring i think it's average at best um i think maybe it seems better on this playlist because it's not as annoying as jesse Ware, jay hughes or um ray but it's not as bad as I said last time. So I, I, I slightly take back my comments, um, but I don't want it to win. Sam or Matt, much to add? I, but I don't feel like my opinion's changed very much. Um, I still I still enjoy this album quite a bit. Um, I think the enjoyable songs, catchy, and the most important thing is current. Like, again, I think I said it last year that... Um, I do think this is the sound of like, if you put Radio 1 on, I think it will sound like this. I think there's lots of artists that are having big songs. I think um, there's a lot of stuff on the Ray album that that is in a similar vein to some of this album. This just goes really hard one way into more of a kind of, um, not electronic space, but in the kind of weirder space than the kind of more mainstream or more R&B direction um yeah i i think she, i think for me though there just isn't standout tracks i think it needs a couple of songs that are like killer um which is what i feel like something like the ray album does have is it has those really memorable moments um but i feel like shy girl's probably going to do bigger and better things uh, and i'm mm. really glad she's nominated this this is what should be nominated for the mercury this she's exactly the sort of artist that should be really exciting really dynamic uh and really different to everyone else so yeah she'd be she'd be a great winner um i don't think she will but mm. there's definitely an yeah. argument i could get into with you now about what's current and what's not on this playlist but I, I, we've only got like 10 minutes until this, pe- this Let gets Matt too long speak. so Everything's, yeah, just everything's current <laughs> apart from Arctic Monkeys exactly yeah. or Jesse Ware yeah, all of or this is current. Fred again or sorry carry on um, but no no, I, I have a similar feelings um, I think I I, th- I quite enjoyed it last time but I thought it was a bit uh, messy 
Um, but it, it grew. I think actually, I think I lied when I talked about Lancome growing on me the most. This one probably did. Um, <laughs> I like the way it keeps shifting around and changing, changing the game while you're in the middle of the song. It will change like three or four times. I thought it was really uh, engaging. Um, and I do think it does have like some standout moments. Um, they don't quite, yeah, reach that critical threshold that like Sam's kind of alluding to with these kind of big breakout songs that will take her somewhere to the next level. But I didn't, especially like Firefly and uh, Heaven, really, really great songs. Um, and and she manages to be crude without being cringe. So I, I, mm. I'm all of it pretty good. Fair enough. Okay. We're through all the albums. So we did it. We did it. Um, we're not quite, a, you know, we're on about an hour and 15, just over. I think we can quickly say, what did we think of the playlist? But be quick. Of the shortlist. <laughs> um, so, Tom, let's go to the guest. What, what, what did you think of the shortlist as a whole? I thought it was pretty good. I thought the shortlist, I mean, last year's list, I thought was pretty rubbish. Like, um, I'm glad I wasn't on the show last year because I would have had to listen to that playlist for a whole month. <laughs> but cool. yeah, okay. I thought this is pretty good. Liked there's quite a few. I don't think it's an album I totally dislike on this list. Um, wow. So yeah, impressive. Sam. Yeah, I I feel the same. Um, I think I mean I own six of twelve of these on mm. vinyl, um, and two of them have been bought while we've been listening to this for this podcast. So. I, I think it's a good shortlist. I think it's quite diverse. Which two have you bought while we've been? Young Fathers and Jockstrap. Oh, wow. wow. Nice. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it's nice and diverse, except a very specific album, which mm. I'm not going to talk about again. It's fine. Let's leave that. <laughs> Matt? I, I I agree. It's a really solid list. Um, it's varied. Um, it's nice that there isn't a clear winner or a clear front runner. Um there's a lot that could win. And so it's really, it makes it much more interesting to listen and think about the playlist as well. And um, there's just, yeah, there's a couple albums I'm not vibing with. Um, so, uh, but apart from that, that's, that's a pretty good hit rate, I think. Um, so yeah, they did good. Nice. I thought it was a massively mixed bag and that there's like, it's probably the first time in a long time there's been a place where I've, I've had five of the albums on vinyl and, and really love five of the arms and like a couple more but then there was some that made me want to bash my head against the wall so um really mixed bag as long as one of the winners comes from that heart off we're happy i would say <laughs> maybe you're happy but yeah we'll i mean i, mean, <laughs> I think but if as long as it's not arctic monkeys you would like most of the winners from my half yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. no you probably wouldn't want lankin to win but anyway there we are Mercury 2023 Mm. Yeah. What day is it actually announced, Sam? I know you're the one who knows these things. Next Thursday, which isn't helpful because I don't know when you're listening. <laughs> to anyone to listening. This. No. <laughs> um, it's the 7th of September. 7th of September. 2023. So, yeah. Okay, so we'll find out. Um, and if you if you follow us on Twitter at Picky Bastards or X, um, you will hear us all crying when one of the ones we didn't mention wins. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's good to Enjoyed have you for the Mercury one. Um, I, I think we had some good agreement and some good arguments, so it was all good. Um, yeah. 
So next time will be a more normal episode, um, back to the standard standard format. Um, I think Sam is hosted next time. So yes. what have you picked for us, Sam? Yeah, I've picked a classic, uh, Under Construction by Missy Elliott. Nice. And I will be doing a wire love on Chris Stapleton. Okay, cool. What cool. have you gone with, Matt? Um, so for the new releases, I picked uh, the new No Name album called Sundial and also the Be Your Own Pet album um, called Mummy. Be Your Own Pet. Um, okay. My new releases are Druggler in capital letters by Genesis Uwusu and Soft Landing by Art School Girlfriend. So yeah, we'll see you in about a month with that. One more time. Thank you, Tom. Uh, hopefully have you on again soon. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.